Okay, folks, welcome to Jet Cetera, the Winnipeg Free Press podcast where we talk about the Jets, other sports, and etc. That's usually food. As we were we were just talking about Dairy Queen blizzards before we started. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a warm day. Hey, I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Episode 48, Mike. Today we're going to be talking about the Jets' 2-1 start to the season, who has stood out and who hasn't. Our coverage of the team on the road and the Mike McIntyre rule. <laughs> eh? The Blue Jays, oh my God, they signed George Springer yesterday, late last night, and today they've signed Michael Brantley. I'm so excited. It's like an NBA thing where you sign the two guys. Right, the, the two guys stuff. Deal. Yeah. The Bombers continue to sign players for a possible 2021 season. We'll chat about that as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I, I shouldn't laugh at that, I guess, should I, Mike? <laughs> Uh, okay, it's the first period. Me, me. Yeah, this has to be it's up. the first period, which means the Jets are under siege and probably already down a goal. Yeah, the shots are twelve to one for <laughs> whomever. Um, so the Jets, uh, Mike, uh, have won two games and they've lost one. They're kind of winning ugly, you might say. Um, cause for concern? Uh, I think if they had a full lineup, it would be great cause for concern but they don't have anything close to a full lineup right now especially on the back end for those who don't know I'm, i suspect everyone who follows the everybody team knows, knows this. everything about the jets uh, to this so patrick line played the first game and played really well has missed the last two with an injury jack rosovic remember him uh, he hasn't played any of the games because he's not even here unsigned but he would most definitely be in the top 12 if he were with the team uh, dylan Demello the shutdown defenseman who provided a real boost when he joined the Jets last season, hasn't played any of the games yet. His wife gave birth. He's not on the road trip. And Tucker Pullman, who you and I would both argue is very underrated. We both thought Pullman had a great well first game. game. Yep. He did. Yep, sure did. And then it looks like he went and got COVID, Steve, because he's in COVID protocol and he's not coming out of it anytime soon. So the Jets have been without um, two of their best defensive defensemen, their best pure goal scorer in line A, or maybe second best, because Kyle Connor might have that honor these days, uh, and another offensive-minded guy that would at least help the power play, which hasn't been very good. So all that being considered, two and one, um, they're getting beat on the special teams game. The power play hasn't been very good. The penalty kill has been terrible. And this is the big one to me, Steve. They have not had a lead for a single second of action yet. The only two times they've been ahead on the scoreboard is the two overtime winning goals that they scored. Uh, not really a sustainable way to play, I don't think, but uh, they don't ask how, they just ask how many, and they right really now it's don't. two out of three. They really don't. You know, I played a lot of golf in my day. They don't ask how many, they don't, you know, that's the common saying. They don't ask how, they ask how many, right? So, um, listen, they've won a couple of games. Um, they've They have not... Along with not having, you know, full complement uh, roster, they just haven't played a full game yet. No. So closest um, they came was the season opener in Cal against Calgary, the second and third periods. I think that was the closest to their. I don't know. I, I thought they played a. You know, I I know they lost to the Leafs. I thought they played a good game against the Leafs, except for that one period where they were point in the game where they were outshot thirteen to nothing or whatever. Right. Uh, but overall, they played, a, I thought, a really decent road game. Um, they were kind of, you know, they were holding it to a 0-0 game until Nico took that stupid penalty. Um, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, 
you know, like if, if you're halfway through or, or guess it was early into the second period and it's still 0-0 against the Leafs on the road, you're playing a pretty good game, I think, considering you're undermanned and all that right. or whatever. Like you're, you're, you're doing Yeah, they had well. a guy, Logan Stanley, making his NHL yeah. debut. Like the Leafs are probably licking their chops thinking we're going to feast on I these guys. I actually like the Leafs game. I like the way they play it. I know it sounds weird. Yeah, I mean, the, I the first like the period of last night's game, that was not a good start. Lauren yeah. Brassois was terrific. Uh, one thing that has been consistent so far for the Jets, Steve, is the goaltending has right. been really good. Connor Hellebuck was very good the first two games, and Lauren Brassois was was excellent last night. Uh, that's a staple for success is to have good goaltending. And if the Jets can get some good performances out of Lauren Brassois this year, he wasn't very good last year, although as the year went on, he was getting better. He had a really rough start to the year. But I think your backup goalie is going to be very important in a season like this, like where you're playing five and seven or six and nine, you can't just ride your number one without exhausting them, especially with the Jets and the way they give up shots and scoring chances. So if you can get some... Good- I read something else about that, a, a contrary opinion to that. I have heard that opinion, but I've also read some things and maybe give this some thought is that because it's only a 56-game mm-hmm. s- schedule, that you could ride your number one goalie even more. Um, and... And because there's less travel, right? Um, and often a lot of these games that are back to back are in the same location, right? Yeah, that you could actually use your number one more. Um, Interesting so thought. We'll for see sh- how that plays out for sure. And teams like Tampa that play Bass, like I will be curious to see what the numbers come in mm-hmm. at the end of the year on that. What you know, I go back. I always go back to the whole idea of, of tiring your goalie. I go back to the Western Conference Final in 2018. To me. Connor Hellebuck had had a terrific year. He was nominated for the Vesna. The Jets got out goaltended in the Western final. Marc-Andre Fleury was better than Connor Hellebuck. And yeah, that was, was a big, good. <laughs> and I wondered how much of that was. Like Hellebuck played like 65 games that year and then all a long playoff run just seemed to run out of gas. So that's always a concern. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lorne Brassois is a guy who has a great relationship with, with Hellebuck, has something to prove. And so last night, a great start. Um, but the Jets need to find a way to come out ready to play. Uh, they need to try and score the first goal. That would be uh, something to see. So I, I was watching the game last night. They're down a goal. I'm thinking about the game, even down a goal to Toronto and down a goal to, to Calgary. So I got to thinking, when the Jets seem to play their very best a couple of years ago, um, don't get me wrong, I think they're still a good team, but when they were like really, really playing well, they were a really strong forechecking, right. kind of a, and they pinched a lot. They put a lot of pressure on the other team in the offensive zone. The Last year, uh, and then now at the beginning of this year, they, it's still a small sample size, they, they but last year in particular, they, they were not that same type of team. Right. Um, and they they get off to these they but they play like that when they're down a goal or right. two and they're like a way better team they are they should play like that all the time like and and it's like okay so well you don't have Bufflin and Myers and Truba and Enstrom and guys like that who were really really good at pinching but you know watching in the third period last night I mean Nathan Beaulieu and Derek Forbert and 
And these, they were pinching. Yeah. Tucker like, Pullman it, does it a lot when he, he plays does. more and, and so more. They, they're better at that style right. of game. There's a they? there's an urgency or a, an aggressiveness yeah. that you don't see come out until like they they get to the point where they almost feel well we got to do this now. But you're right. Why not just start a game that way? And that's what the Jets did in that that year. Like they used to come out and absolutely impose their will. It, they were the ones dictating how the night was going to go, and the other team had to try and adjust. Yeah, now they're doing a, some sort of rope a dope thing. Sure, it's like, like okay, well, let's wait and see what, what the other team does, and then we'll kind of yeah. adjust accordingly. Is and, that a is that a coaching thing? Do you think? You know, it does. It, you know, you look at the game in Toronto the other night where it was a pretty boring but even first period, and there's an example where I think the Jets came out. And just said, yeah, let's wait and see how this goes. So that does seem to be a coaching strategy. And they did that a lot last year, too. Remember, they that did. was kind of like they talked about it. Like, we're going to see how the flow of the game goes. I, I don't you know. You know, I, I do wonder if part of it is, it is coaching for sure. Is it because of the personnel that you some of the guys you mentioned aren't here? The Bufflins, the Myers, that they've lost the swagger or so they they, they think. So, yes. But I don't know. I mean, they still have a lot of, especially the forward group, but these guys should be able to assert their will. And, and they've shown that but they can. But you need a defense to hold the, the you blue do. line. Yeah, like to be able to do that, you need to be able to, you, you have to risk, right? Yeah, uh, risk reward for but sure. But you can do that. I mean, you have the best goalie in the world, right? right? To you bail I mean? you out. So, you know, I think about, and I don't, I'm not going to compare them to the Edmonton Oilers, but that's you know this is the type of play that it just seems to suit the Jets more. I, I don't know, and so I sometimes think that Paul Maurice is jamming a square peg or trying to jam a square peg into a round hole. He wants them to play a certain way, and maybe they're just better at playing th- that way. Just let them play. Like, yeah, they are right. what they are, and yeah, why try you know and I mean? change that? Yeah, that's that's kind of my point. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Setter podcast. Uh, as you may have noticed, Mike McIntyre is sitting in my office. Well, I guess you wouldn't see that, um, but he is. I can I can see him. He's sitting Not on, on my phone, couch in yeah. my office here. He was supposed to be uh, traveling, or we had planned for him to be traveling with the team this week, covering the games. But um, at the last minute, the Winnipeg Jets are true north. Uh, imposed the Mike McIntyre rule. I always wanted a rule named after and me. Yeah, that, that, it wasn't just about you, no. but let's make it about you. Why not? Yeah, Everybody everything's about me. It, it, let's, <laughs> who doesn't like to make it about themselves, right, Mike? <laughs> we had a whole other conversation about that before the podcast. Anyway, so uh, last week when we were talking, yeah. we were talking about how you were going to be on the road. Well, you're not. Here you're I am. sitting right here. How'd that happen? What happened there? First ever road trip I've covered uh, from my couch, which yeah, I'm going to write home? about in my newsletter, uh, which comes out tomorrow. Look Don't forget to, to subscribe, folks. Um, yeah, so what what happened, and we talked about this uh, on the podcast a week ago, that the province quietly uh, made an amendment. I think we settled on the word addendum, an addendum to the uh, <laughs> the rules. I, I Googled to find out what the difference of those two words right. was. It's very subtle. It is subtle. <laughs> uh, and so the the amendment was that uh, media covering uh, a pro sports team uh, who travel east or are coming from the east would not have to quarantine upon return to Manitoba. 
Um, which, and by oh, the way, folks, we had nothing, nothing to do, to do with that. it. We didn't ask it. A lot for of people. It. I got some emails oh, yeah. from folks saying, "Oh, yeah, you guys wielded your power." Like oh, we're yeah. the Almighty. Well, I wish we had free press any right kind now. of power. We do not. <laughs> if we had power, by the way, I wouldn't use it. I'd use it for other things. I'd use it yes. for good, not evil. Yes. Um, but so uh, that opened the door, thinking, "Well, okay, if we don't have to quarantine because of this exemption, we'll go out east then," which we weren't planning on doing while the quarantine was in place. True North, as is their right, and we took no issue with this, um, they still control their own environment, and that would be Bell MTS Place. So they said, well, that's great. They also weren't consulted about this rule. They were as surprised as we were. Uh, and so they said, well, we're still not comfortable letting someone in our building uh, with the COVID protocols we have who's come from out east and hasn't quarantined. For 14 days, we're going to stay in line with the provincial guidelines, no exemptions. And yeah, it doesn't just apply to me. It would apply, for example, Ottawa is here on Saturday. If a media member from Ottawa wants to come and cover the senators in Winnipeg, they too would have to quarantine for two weeks. It, it would also apply to Jeff Hamilton. Somebody sent me an email and they go, well, if it's a Mike McIntyre rule, oh. why don't you just send Jeff Hamilton? I like loopholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, I was like, no, it applies, it applies to everybody. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, no, I wasn't just singled out, but I like the way that person thinks. They should be a lawyer. That's that's a very yeah. legal mind. Um, so yeah, the, it's in place. So our, our revised plan, I guess, is at this point, there is no quarantine out west. Uh, for any citizens and so therefore there's no issue with going west so our plan is still to go cover the 14 uh, road games out west uh, after this road trip there'll be 11 more eastern games and I guess our plans are up in the air because we'll wait and see what I mean who knows where things are at I don't think there's a road trip now till March let's look at my bulletin board yeah, Mike. I think Let it's me er swivel here the next eastern trip isn't till the beginning of March March the 4th they play in Montreal right yeah. so we'll see where things are at uh, there's also the uh, I think they only come home for a two-game homestand after that one and then they're out west again so there's also the possibility we could do that and I, I wouldn't have to quarantine because of the exemption I couldn't necessarily get into M Bell MTS but maybe I would just cover those two home games from home and then go on the West trip. I mean, we'll figure Good it out. Good thinking, Mike McIntyre. Yeah, like in this case, we weren't going to burn. There, there's a seven-game homestand that starts this Saturday. So if I had gone East for these three games this week, I would have been out of commission for all seven home games, which would have Some people made, might say that was a good thing. Some people might have liked to see me out of commission <laughs> for sure. Um, it, it's funny, quick aside here, my son, 19, he's on uh, very active on social media. So he says to me yesterday, Dad, did you know that... Um, there's all these Jets message boards like on Facebook and stuff, these fan groups or whatever. I, I don't know of any oh. of them. I don't subscribe. Apparently, they're all the rage. They wouldn't let you in. Well, no, but he <laughs> said to me, um, so they don't like you, Dad. I'm like, oh, really? Like, what are they saying? And he said, well, they think that you really are too negative, negative and you hate yeah. on the Jets. And yeah. like they're fan groups. So they want you just to cheer. Everything is great. Exactly, yeah. And how dare you pick anything somebody apart? Said, somebody sent me an email this morning. They, they, said, they said that they don't read you because you're too negative, much like Gary Lawless was before he had a kid. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so I'm the... <laughs> 
And then he was a kinder, gentler Gary. Apparently, I need to send this Jeez. to Gary. He's going to want to see this. That is funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. I don't read the message boards, but uh, my son uh, informed me. So, yeah, they would be. They've hated every columnist since the Jets have come back. They right. hated Gary. They hated Wiesick. They It, it, it comes you, with the territory, it, it, it I suppose. It really, really but, does, yeah. Uh, to which I'd say, well, if the Jets would just play a little better, there would wouldn't be so much to be. Everybody about. listening to this podcast loves you. That's that's right. Hi, mom. <laughs> so speaking of uh, not liking, and <laughs> let's get to the play of oh one Sammy Niku. What my the goodness, hell, Mike. So Mike. I go back to training camp, Steve Paul Maurice. Uh, this is a soundbite that I almost wish we could throw this into the podcast. I guess we could if if we could get our ace producer Jen to, to throw in some audio if we wanted. But wow, Paul Maurice said, uh, and I'm just paraphrasing here. He said. Sammy Niku is going to get in the lineup at some point this season, and he's going to do things that's going to make it difficult to take him out of the lineup. That's paraphrasing Paul Maurice. Well, he did get into the lineup. Uh, your eyes are twitching, Steve. Oh, my God. He <laughs> really said that? He's, yeah, and he's doing things that I suggest are going to make him very easy to take out of the lineup and to stay out of the lineup. He's been terrible. He, he's lost in his own zone. He's he's lost. He hasn't done anything offensively. Like, you know, he has apparently some offensive skills. Sure. At least if he was doing something maybe where he was making some decent passes in the offensive zone or setting up a guy for a goal or something like that, you could overlook some of his defensive deficiencies, right? I mean, you know, we do that in the game. But uh, he hasn't done anything well, no. has he? Like. No, and he's, he's taken some really bad penalties. Because he's overmatched at times defensively. Very, like all like, he can do is grab onto a guy. Like the penalty against John Tavares the other day, there's an example. Tavares is just that much better. And so, oh, oh I'm getting a phone call. Who's that? Is it Jason it's Bell? It's not Jay Bell. It's a 1-800 number, which oh, probably means somebody trying to sell me up. something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's overmatched, and he's taken three minor penalties, two of which have ended up in the back of the Jets' net over the last yeah. two games. Which is uh, a he's rest- either on the ice for a goal or he's in the penalty, in the penalty box, penalty box for, a goal, for a goal, right? Uh, even in the first game against Calgary, he led both teams with I think he had three or four turnovers, which is the most. I mean, and a couple were just ugly. And I think almost more alarming, Steve, is he's dragging Josh Morrissey down. Yeah. Josh Morrissey was terrible last yeah. night, early in the game. Now Josh recovered. He actually made um, uh, he made the the. He, took the shot that led to the tying goal that Blake yeah, Wheeler and deflected. And then he made a nice that. pass on the overtime winner to kind of get the play going to Cop, who got it to Ehlers. Yeah, I feel bad for Josh Morrissey. Yeah, right. he's, he's, he's he got a, overwhelmed. He's got a boat a, anchor yeah, for sure, on yeah. his side. And, and so, so what can they do? I guess, obviously, if DeMello or Pullman. Pullman were to come back in, you know, then Nico is out for sure, right? DeMello is for um, sure back in as of Saturday. As of Saturday? Be- yeah, because sure. the Jets oh, will be back in Winnipeg. Right. So, And then they play seven in a row at home, presumably at that point. Right. Like, he's with the team so now. one more game of Sammy Nico? One more tomorrow night of, well, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Here's a hot take, a prediction. I say, and the Jets are practicing later today, so we'll, I'll be talking to Paul Maurice. I would not be surprised if Ville Hainala makes his season well, he's debut. There. We saw him in the crowd there. Well, he not is. The crowd in the stands. He's and yesterday um, I asked Paul why he wouldn't consider a change to the lineup before last night's game. And one of the things he said about Ville Hainala 
is that he hadn't had a practice yet since he came from the World Juniors. Because <laughs> well, practice is helping Sam. I guess, yeah. Practice does not make perfect. <laughs> uh, but they're having a practice today in Ottawa. So that, right. that excuse is gone. Okay. I say at this point, get Niku out of there. Put Vili Hainel in, if not just for one game anyways. And then we don't know how long Tucker Pullman's out. Uh, but DeMello's coming back for sure. And I did like that at uh, one point in the game. Like Maurice obviously shortened his bench and he was only playing four defense. Right. right. Um, for a good portion at the end of the second period there, and um, like obviously had to. Um, Logan Stanley though has looked good and hasn't looked out of place. No, nope. yeah, like I like the way that he stood up and uh, took a chuck and that other guy yes. from uh, Ottawa last night. He he had a snarl to him that reminded me of Zdeno Shara. It was interesting, uh, a smile, a, a like a. a snarl yeah not a smile a snarl he's got the Zidane Chara body of course so uh, Derek Forbert I think and you mentioned him in your playbook I believe today that you've been impressed as of I Um, breaks up plays he does well he saved a goal against Calgary last week on his goal line and then he actually got an assist because it went back the other made a great pass to Kyle Connor Monday night for Kyle Connor's goal Uh, and you know the defense I know that People are like, whoa, there's so many shots on goal and the defense has to be terrible, right? And there's so many questions about the defense. I think it's become this myth that the defense is bad, right? And so in my book, shots on goal has nothing to do with the defense. It's more about the entire team and the entire team not having any offensive zone time. Right. Um, But the defense individually, other than, of course, Nico and then a byproduct of that, Morrissey, the other four guys have been pretty good, mm-hmm. you know. So um, if they get the mellow back and pull them back, and the, well, they will get them back when they get them back. Um, and then you have Henela, and then, you know, I, they look okay maybe. Yeah, uh, Dylan Sandberg may work yeah. into the equation at some point. So I think all is all hope is not lost. At the end of the day, they're 2-1. and one, And as I said uh, earlier, uh, you know, it's hard to judge them at this point without the fir- full personnel, and we'll wait and see. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Setra podcast. So, like, huge news uh, out of Toronto late last night, and now today, Mike, the Toronto Blue Jays have uh, first last night signed uh, George Springer to a six-year contract for $150 million. And now today they've signed Michael Brantley to a three-year deal. I don't know what the details on that contract is. $45 million, $45 I think, million 15 for three a year. Years, so yeah. 15 a year. So this is NBA-like where <laughs> a team goes out and signs a couple of teammates who right. are really close friends and want to play, wanted to play together. And so they're going to get to play together for the Blue Jays in the outfield. Um, a very crowded outfield now. The yeah. Jays have to trade somebody. Well, they will, and I think that's uh, so. That, yeah, Lourdes, they have Guriel, probably Guriel and, and Grichuk. Grichuk. They got five yeah. outfielders now, and you get that three, all hit for hit for power. For sure, yeah. you got three spots and a DH that you could use. Right, so, but they got to get rid of one. Lourdes Guriel seems to be the one that they figure he'd get the biggest return if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, maybe Hernandez too, but I would not be trading I would not Oscar be trading, Hernandez, yeah. no. And yeah. Grichik, I think Grichik would be the one they would trade if they could, uh, but he makes the most money out of those three. It's a, it's a, it's a decent contract, though. I think he makes about $10 million a yeah. year or something like that. It's, it's not a bad contract for a guy who can 
play some outfield and uh, hits for some power. And but and what a nice problem to have if you're the Blue Jays. Yeah. I mean, so I, you add those two guys that they have to the lineup that includes, you know, uh, Bo Bichette and Vladdy Guerrero and Calvin Biggio. Yeah, and uh, and 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 it's 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 quite a. It looks like it would be quite a a, a potent lineup. Certainly would uh, make some noise in the AL East. You know, the team obviously. Still, pitching is always uber important in baseball. Um, the Jays have some starting pitching. Han Jun Ryu, yeah, uh, who's he's, he's okay. He's um, like a, I don't know if he's a true ace or he's a good number two pitcher on a really good team. He's got numbers for an ace, but he just doesn't. I'm not sure that he has the. I don't know. He's, he's not he's the. An odd, he's an odd ace. Isn't but they he? have yeah. Nate Pearson, who may yeah. be the ace. He's the power arm that throws a hundred. Yeah. Still very young. Uh, but they've stocked up on the bullpen over the last couple of days too, and that's the trend. Kirby these Yates, days who had forty-one saves for San Diego two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, like is to have these these um, the Andrew Murrays or whatever. Right. Like the the guys that can pitch multiple innings. Like they signed Robbie. Is it Robbie Ray? Yeah. Uh, Robbie Ray and guys like this, and so. Um, but it's still like it's like it's interesting to see the Blue Jays spend that kind of money. Oh. But it shouldn't be surprising. The reality is is that Rogers has more money than God. <laughs> and um, and uh, I remember uh, I'm quoting Scott Boras, uh, the Uber agent yes. uh, in baseball or whatever, who has complained for years that the Blue Jays are one of the richest teams in baseball, but never one act of the stingiest. Like yeah. yeah, one of the stingiest, and so. Um, they've loosened the purse strings at a, at a. I think they did a. F- didn't they lo- loosen the purse strings a few years ago when they made a run? I they mean, have. when they had the Josh they Donaldson yeah. and they brought in uh, yeah, the Jose Bautista. Right, they, they paid a lot of money. They had lots of salaries. Yeah, so, so I, I mean, they've said that we'll spend the money when we feel the time is right. They obviously see a window right now. I mean, the Red Sox are kind of in rebuilding mode. Tampa Bay's good, eh. but they just lost. You know. They just lost the uh, Blake Snell, the Yankees, for sure. Um, so this should be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you hope that the Jays might be able to play their games in Toronto this year. That's the other thing. They are spending all this money, Steve, with no guarantee of any revenue coming in, really. Um, but you got well, this. They get a lot of revenue. They, they, they do for cable subscriptions, <laughs> for sure. Um, I'd love to see them. I still think they need another big arm. And Trevor yeah. Bauer is a guy that they've been linked to. I don't know if they. I think they have some tr- ability to make a trade now. For I don't sure. know that they would go. Who As knows? Maybe they would go out and sign Trevor Bauer for that kind of money. But I think that they have significant. Uh, bats now where they could potentially make a deal with Guriel or or Grichik or a combination of the uh, other combination where you could get a solid two three starter um and and yeah they look like they could be a pretty good team this year yeah George Springer for those who don't know like he's he was pretty much the cream of the free agent crop in terms of hitters there's this a couple guy other guys hit, he man. is he's, he's yeah. a power hitter yeah uh, and then Michael Brantley, uh, best way to describe him, he's just a professional hitter. He, he'll hit 300 every year. Career like 299 hitter. Yeah, yeah. so he's a t- he, he just all he does is get on base. So you'd, as you'd, long as he's healthy. Right, and you'd, but you'd play him up. You'd probably bat him second or something. He'll be on base a ton and set the table for all the power guys to come after. There's actually talk that Springer, like I think they would have um, – uh, Bo Bichette leading off, he's kind of the the perfect leadoff hitter. But if you've got like some combination of Bichette, Springer, and Brantley, 
by the time the Vlad Juniors get up, um, and Hernandez and Hernandez, like you know, there, there's there's going to be a lot of men and scoring position situations. Jay should have no trouble scoring runs, so maybe they can get away with not having the best uh, starting rotation. But there's some nice pieces there as well. It's exciting for sure. Uh, gets me excited for baseball season. When is that? Well, spring training starts next month, Steve, towards the end of February. Uh, and the major league season is set to begin in early April. By the way, I know this is ambitious of me. We've talked about this before. We have another trip to New York booked in late August, early September. Yeah, Our family. Booked. It's booked flights and everything. Um, <laughs> but then we tried this last year, too, and really? then we had to cancel. Yeah. You've actually booked flights? I've, I have flights. No kidding. I had them for months booked, yeah. But the reason we've picked those dates because is... Because you had credits already or something? Yes. Oh, okay. So you've just rebooked I've rebooked it. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've got the hotel booked and everything. How about this, folks? Hey, booking trips to Book go to New York. In, in, in August. In a global Very, pandemic. Uh, but the Blue Jays are playing the Yankees when we're there. That's the whole goal. We planned the trip just like last year. So I want to, I, I'm expecting to be sitting at Yankee Stadium in late August watching my Blue Jays take on those... Those uh, stupid, stinking Yankees. All right, yeah. <laughs> we six a big Yankee fan, isn't uh, he? Yeah, you know, totally. Like, lots of people are Yankees fans. I don't I don't get the whole Yankees fan. Like, cheering for the Yankees is like cheering for IBM, they say, right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so, um, but anyway. So, um, while you're there in August watching baseball, uh, will we be back here segue. watching football? Football. So the Bombers continue to sign uh, all of their players from their 2019 Grey Cup championship win, which was 14 years ago. Uh, <laughs> Did anybody get $150 million from the Bombers? Uh, no, Steve? I don't think so. Not I'm quite, not sure right? anybody got 150000 frankly. And if they did, I'm wondering where they're getting the 150000 right. So um, they continue to talk. My understanding is that when they sign these players, then they have a Zoom call and and we do an interview and talk to them about the upcoming season. And everybody is under the impression that they're going to have a season. Right. But, you know, like Dave Naylor tweeted something out last week where, you know, in Ontario anyways, the vaccine for phase two vaccine for the general public isn't going to be until August. And right. I'm not even sure when it's going to be here, right? We can't even get the phase. Well, we're getting less, current. much less of it than everybody planned. Right. And so I, I'm not sure. That was the big hope for the CFL, that everybody was going to be vaccinated <laughs> and that we were going to go. Um, I was going to, normally I put schedules on my bulletin board here. Um, I have not printed out the bomber schedule because I didn't want to waste paper because um, the, they're supposed to start... <laughs> Um, like in May, I think. Right. May against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's just not happening. So here's a wild idea. It, could we see something in the CFL, Steve, where they say, we'll let, if you've been vaccinated, we'll let you in to watch our games? Wow, I don't know. Like, and so in the first couple months of the season, so who's going to go? People elderly, care elderly care home <laughs> residents and frontline workers? I guess, yeah. Um, but I mean, that would be one foolproof way, right? Like, let's let everybody in who's vaccinated because there's no risk, uh, at least to them. Uh, but you're right. I mean, if it's just throwing the doors open to Joe and Jane public uh, by May, or June? No, like, that's not happening. So, you know, like, so probably the CFL will have some sort of shortened season, in, you know, in the fall, and they may even have to have a hub. But all of it is speculation, of course, on our part, because 
we never hear from the CFL. Right. I mean, we hear from the CFL. They're signing players and, the, you know, and this guy's taking a restructure contract and blah, 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 blah. But we have not heard from Randy Ambrosi this year. Now it's Since the, the Grey Cup week. Since when? that Grey Cup week. Still, the commissioner of this league is like, what are you doing? Like, just just come and say, like, is he afraid? Like, is he afraid that the media is going to ask him tough questions? Like, like, poke your head out, bud. Like, say something. Do you know what I mean? And uh, Same with Wade Miller, frankly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you might want to let people know what's going on. Just... I know it's January, but and you're like, well, you know, there's not really any news. Well, there is news. You're signing players. Why right. are you signing players? You yeah. I mean? You want us to cover that? I do get a lot of emails every time we run a player signing story. There's yeah, some people too. who are like, why are you even running this? Uh, yeah. It's we fiction. Need some, it's, we need something to write about, we folks. We do. <laughs> uh, and I guess, I mean, if there is a season, good on the Bombers. They've managed to kind of keep the band together. Uh, with, bombers are going to be great cup champions for the next 14 years. Right. <laughs> Your grandkids, and uh, they'll be able to, to still write about it. <laughs> <laughs>